You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, I was lost, but you came and found me. You left your throne, thinking about me. You bled and died to show me mercy. Gave all because you saw my need. I was empty, but you came and filled me. I was blinded, but you helped me to see. I was broken, but you made me whole again. I felt like nothing, but you gave me confidence. And I'm filled with so much gratitude that words are not enough To explain the magnitude, the passion of my love Oh, you took everything I want, made me what I Welcome to Blessings Our Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, May the 21st, 2020. The time is 9.48 p.m. Tonight we're in the Apple Valley Studio with critically acclaimed Bishop, founder and overseer of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight we are in the studio, and Dr. Moore will be bringing you the word of God tonight. So 
as you are in this, are as you are listening to the Apple Valley Studio tonight, please get out your Bibles and let us get ready to study all the messages and all the lessons that we're learning here. They are very, very great, and we can learn a lot from all the messages. So all you need to do is be ready to be, you know, be prepared to study, to learn, and then that way you can apply it to your daily lives on a consistent basis. That's what the messages and lessons mean to me. We get to apply them on a consistent basis with no troubles whatsoever. So, you guys, as we're learning, let's take out notepads with the pencils, with the papers, and let's go ahead and study, study, study. The Lord says, study to show thyself approved. That's in his written word. So that's another way for him to know that we are prepping because we're studying to learn his word. We're getting knowledge. We're gaining information. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so ready to get this word in, as well as you are. Let's go. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man of power, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Osmond. God bless. Thank you again tonight, amen. Uh for bringing us on again, praise the Lord. We're sorry, amen, we weren't just as prompt tonight, amen, but we just had a little bit of trouble. But thank God we're able to come on tonight anyway. And as you're saying, amen, tonight we come in, amen, with the uh, food for thoughts, amen, to, amen, feed your uh, spiritual soul. As well as you don't sit down and eat your natural dinner, amen, your spiritual man also need feeding. Let me, amen, get right into the word of God tonight. Thank God for all of you in Radio Land, amen, that is participating uh, in this broadcast, amen, this is for the glory of Jesus Christ, amen. We want to say we thank God for continuing to pray for us because we are trying to spread the word of God. Jesus said, when this message be preached unto all the nations, he said, then shall the end be. But our subject tonight is going to come from First King chapter 18, verse 17 through uh, 24. And... Uh, uh, verse 36 and 39. And it reads and says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are thou he that troubles Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thou father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore stand and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the grove, 400, which ate at Jezebel's table. So he has sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and says, How long ought you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, what? And the people answered him, Not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, alone, remain the prophet of the Lord. But Baal prophets were 450 men. Let them therefore give unto two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under them. And ye call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. And it came to pass at that time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, 
let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things. And you can continue to read, amen, down to the 39th verse. But we want to talk a little bit tonight, amen, about Elijah, amen, a man of passional faith. A man of passional faith. Amen. Uh, just imagine, amen, God handing a believer his results at a time when he is in need of help. God wants the job of helping the individual think of all the impressions and credentials God resumed would include. For as much he could list his role in his creation, when he turned the coas into something ordinary and beautiful, he could refer to the time when Israel moaning beneath and crushed weight of Egypt, ruling and how through the series of plague he broke the will of Pharaoh and brought deliverance through the blood of a purchased lamb. Then as Pharaoh pursued the Israelites, pinning them against the Red Sea, God engineered a way of escape by miraculous means. And ironic is God. How ironic is God? Has such a resume in the word of God. The Bible is God's resume for his document, his qualification, his accomplishment, his success. This wonderful thing about God is his qualification has never diminished. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hebrews 3 and 8. He should read, we should read God's word for faith to faith. Our problem. God wants the job of helping us in our time of need. And he is willing, he is well qualified to do so. God is a present help in the time of trouble. God wants to help us in this very hour of time that we are in right now. In this epidemic that we are going through with, be a man or be a woman of passion, of faith tonight. Psalm 46 and 1 says, For the God is more than qualified to help us. No matter what the problem is, God is more than qualified is to help us. Many today is wondering what the answer is or where, uh, uh, what we're going to do. The answer is in Jesus Christ. The God that we serve in is more qualified than anybody is to answer us. We know how to get the answer is to go down on our knees and let us call upon the Lord and God will answer us. This is no job. To, there is no job too big or too small for God. He can handle it all. The question is, well, the question is, will we, through faith, give him the opportunity to do the work? Will you release your faith tonight, amen, that the Lord will do the work because he's able is to do the work? In this pandemic that we are going through, let's be like Elijah. Let's be a man of amen, faith tonight. Let's have passion of faith tonight. 
Release your faith in the Lord. Don't let your faith sleep. Don't let it be dominant at this hour. Elijah is an example of someone who faith in God enables him to trap in his hour of trial. Elijah is showing us, amen, in our hour of trial, in our hours of disappointment, we put our faith in Jesus Christ, and Jesus will give us, amen, faith to overcome every obstacle that there is, every fear, every doubt that there is to come upon us, amen, if we put our faith in Jesus tonight. He will give us the answer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Elijah, after he had done all he could do humanly. You see, when we done did all that we can do humanly, you ought to put your trust in Jesus. After you done did everything that you know that could help fix the problem in it, it's still not fixed. Put your trust in Jesus. Elijah put his trust and confidence in God's ability to after the outcoming of the event. Amen. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. In this COVID-19, my trust is in Jesus. There is nothing too hard that Jesus cannot do. There is nothing too hard that he can't work out. Even we see things lightening up a little bit. On the other hand, man, it's spread. It's almost spread again, amen. It's going to double and come back up on us. But let us put our trust in Jesus. Christian, you that have faith in Jesus, let's depend upon our God tonight. Elijah was committed to God in an age of compromising. Amen. We are committed, amen, to our God in the age of compromising. Mankind don't know who they put their trust in. Whether put it in sciences, amen, or whether to put their trust in Jesus. Well, I'm going to say to all believers, put your trust in Jesus. Scientists is all right, but scientists is nothing like Jesus. It was Jesus that created the heavens and the earth. It was Jesus that, amen, stretched out the world all by himself. He didn't need no human hand or no human wisdom. So let you put your trust in the Lord tonight. Amen. His action and attitude provided evidence of a solid and unshakable condition in God. you got to have the right kind of attitude when you approach the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. My God, your, your faith ought to be unshakable. My God, when you, amen, come in the presence of God tonight, you ought to have that unswerving faith, that faith that just don't say doubt, amen, in the midst of all kind of controversial and trouble. Your faith ought not waver tonight. Don't be like amen. Your faith, amen, is like a ship out on the sea. Tossed in two and four. Amen. Your faith ought to be steady in Jesus tonight. My God, in Jesus' name. Elijah was able to resist fear and intimidation that he might otherwise weaken his revolted to be faithful and true to God. Elijah, amen. He was able to resist fear and intimidation. Are you able, believers, that this hour is to resist fear? Is fear taking over your life? Are you intimidated by what's going on at this present moment? Where is your faith at? Where is your faith? Wake your faith up tonight. You that are spiritually sleeping tonight, wake up. Realize who you're serving tonight. Realize an amen, the God that you serve, amen, is able to deliver you. Otherwise, amen, his weakness has 
amen, revolted to be faithful and true to God. Elijah's example teaches us, amen, that faith makes the difference between religious and ritual. Now, amen, what are you all, uh, what are you on, are you on a religious, are you on the rituals? My faith is in Jesus. My faith is not in riches tonight. My faith is in Jesus. My victory, amen, of my life is in Jesus through the relationship with God. If a born again believer tonight ought to be like Elijah, you ought to have a relationship with the Lord. My God, you ought to be able to know that you can call upon him and he's going to answer your prayer. Where's your faith at tonight? When it seems we are up against or insurmountable odds, God can cause us to triumph over ever what it seems to be so insurmountable, so difficult that it takes the whole world is to come, amen, to try to give an answer, amen, when it seemed to be overwhelming to mankind, it's just right with the Lord. Let us release our faith tonight in Jesus. God can call us, amen, is to try, try, uh, give us, amen, try up our faith over this condition. It does not matter what we are facing, whether it's canceled, Amen. It looks like you're going to die. God is able is to release you from cancer tonight. It doesn't matter whether you have heart trouble. It seems like you're taking your last breath. The Lord is able is to heal you tonight. Don't matter what kind of disease that you got. Amen. Put your faith to work tonight. God is able is to get rid of that disease tonight. Whether you are diabetic, or whether you're having financial trouble, Amen, or whether, amen, there is shortage, amen, uh, of things that you are having, God is able to provide for us tonight. If you only put your trust in the Lord tonight, God is more than able to help us. I want you to hear that. God is more than able to help us. He's more than able is to help us. Why should we have a hung down head? Why should we be wondering tonight? If our faith is in Jesus, he's more than able is to help us. If we only commit ourselves to him and trust in his ability, trust in the Lord's ability, not man's ability, but trust in the Lord's ability. This is, this is a, a, a mission that Elijah had to go on. Elijah had to trust in the Lord's ability. His, his human ability come to a limit. And he, he had to depend upon faith in Jesus. Elijah exemplified both commitment and faith. Amen. Are you committed? And do you have faith in Jesus? The fire fell on Mount Carmel. For Elijah, because he was totally dependent on God. The fire fell because Elijah was totally dependent upon God. Are you totally dependent upon your Savior tonight, your Lord? As we consider the conditions affairs when Elijah appeared before Ahab and the unfolding events on Mount Carmel, it is clearly that faith determined the outcome. Here, amen, Elijah, a man of God, and here, amen, a king of the world and was a wicked king, amen, Elijah had to, amen, come and stand before this wicked king. And we standing before weakness 
in our day and time right now. Now, what are we going? What are we going to do? Are we going to have faith in the Lord, or are we going to let weakness overcome us? Elijah appeared before Ahab and the unfolding events on Mount Carmel, and it is clearly that Amen faith demonstrated it overcome. Faith overcome. Results are not dependent on rituals. Our, our results are not dependent on riches tonight. Amen. But our results is dependent on Jesus. Results, amen, are dependent on relationship. What kind of relationship you got with the Lord? Are you afraid to talk to your God tonight? Are you afraid to put your trust in the Lord tonight? No matter what I say the world says, no matter what signs of the day, are you afraid to put your trust in the Lord tonight? God will work for us no matter the odds. God will work for us no matter what the odds is. The Lord will work for us. But you must put your faith in him. You must believe that he will. And that he can reward those that diligently seek him. Put your faith in the Lord tonight. If we remain faithful and totally depend on him, the Lord will work it out for you. This man of God, amen. He had to confront, amen, Abraham, I mean, uh, Ahab. The showdown, amen, on Mount Carmel began uh, with Elijah confronting King Ahab. Now, remember, you got a man of God, amen. In that day and time, they recognized the man of God. But the king, amen, uh, of the earth was supposed to be a superior. Nobody went against the king of the earth. But Elijah, amen, confronted this king. Ahab, he was like Solomon. Before him, he allowed his wives to corrupt Israel by promoting idolatry. First King, amen, 11, 1 and 18. Amen, Solomon, amen, well, forgot the ways of the Lord. And went, amen, and promoted these heathen gods, which God never did approve of. And had all these wives Jezebel was Ahab's wife. Jezebel, Jezebel's spirit is around today. Jezebel daughters is around today. Amen. Jezebel was a woman of the world. Jezebel, Jezebel is still amen painting up, trying to make herself look good for men. Tempted men, but she was Ahab's wife. Now here you got a wicked king and a wicked wife. Sought it both to promote idolatry. They wanted amen men to come and worship idleness, idolatry. Not the God of the Spirit, but they wanted man to come and worship idleness. What do the devil want us to do today is to worship idleness. Humanity itself has come down to be a man, idle, idle to mankind. Humanity, amen, want to be worshipped more than people want to worship God today. Look at the devil. I've never in my life seen so many people flock. To these amen celebrities. Amen. I have nothing against none of the celebrities, but they're only human beings. They're not God. But that's the spirit, amen, that is being portrayed. They want to be idle. They want to worship, worship, worshiping in the land. Satan wants you to, amen, bow down to idleness. He don't want you to bow down to your real God tonight. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt make no images of graven images. 
I am the Lord thou God. And besides me, there is no God tonight. Only Jesus is somebody that you ought to bow down to. But they wanted this, amen, uh, both to promote idolatry and to eradicate the worshiping of Israel true God. She was she was responding for the persecution and death of many prophets of Jehovah. There were trouble in the land. People, amen, had been put to death because of this wicked king, this wicked woman. The climax of the persecution, apparently, amen, was so severe that Elijah believed he was the only surviving prophet of God. He thought, amen, oh, Lord, I'm by myself. I got to stand up, and I got to tell the king what thus says the Lord, and I'm all by myself. This is how severe that, amen, it was in the land. First King 18 and 22. But I want to let you know tonight, you are not by yourself. Man of God, woman of God, no matter what the odds is, if the Lord has sent you to do a work, go out in holy boldness. You are not by yourself. Remember the words of Jesus said, I will never, never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you even to the end of the world. You are not by yourself. Even sometimes our old flesh make us think that we are by ourselves. It tried to make us feel like the Spirit of God have even walked off and left us sometimes. But you are not alone to grip the severity of this event surrounding, amen, the contents on Mount Carmel. We should observe how desperate Elijah appeared to feel. Humanity, mankind, nothing but man now. Elijah had wrecked his limit. Oh, and I want to say tonight, amen, to the many Christians out there that are listening tonight, have you wrecked your limit? Have you wrecked the point, amen, you think you can't go no further? That's the time that you really put your trust in the Lord. In his desperation, however, Elijah still retained his confidence in God. I don't care how bad it looked. I don't care how many warriors Satan got out there. I'm going to still put my trust in the Lord. Faith seldom operates in an ideal circumstance. If faith in God makes a difference, for Elijah then, it can make a difference for those who stood fastly trust God today. If it made, if faith made a difference then for Elijah, oh, amen, faith will make a difference for you and I right now. No matter what you're going through it, no matter what the problem is, the Lord wants you to help us. Not He's not so, not amen, that he's able, amen, but he wants to help us. But he just wants us to put our faith and our trust in him. God is no respectable person. God don't have no respectable person. The Bible makes it clear that Elijah was not Unlike contemporary believers, James 5 and 17. He wasn't like the contemporary believers. He had to meet Ahab. Uh, it was a meeting with Ahab. And I like to say, man, uh, Ahab, amen, that was a king, but he had the spirit of the devil. And every Christian, have to meet with this satanic spirit. After three and one half years of drought, 
God told Elijah to appear before Ahab. This required tremendous faith and courage on Elijah's part. Since Elijah blamed it, since Ahab blamed Elijah for the famous in Samaritan. Now the king is blaming a man, the prophet of God. I blame you for all the trouble that you have brought to Israel. And in in Samaritan, still Elijah was a man of faith, and he obeyed God. I don't care what the devil is trying to blame you about. You ought to obey your Lord. Peter said it is better to obey God than to obey man. Believer, do you hear me tonight? Wake your faith up. It is better to obey God than to obey man. Are we really obeying the Lord in this crisis that we're living in? Faith overcometh fear. Faith overcometh fear. Come on, believers. If you say that you is in Jesus and you have a relationship with Jesus, amen. If you have faith, amen. Faith is the something of thing that is hoped for and is evidence of thing that's not seen. If you have faith in Jesus tonight, faith overcomes fear. God does not give his people a spirit of fear, but a power. God don't give his people a spirit of fear, but he gives them a spirit of power. Second Timothy 1 and 7. For example, David had every logical reason to fear facing Goliath. Look at little David. Was a little boy. Looking at a nine feet giant. I don't know how tall he was, but he wasn't very tall. If anybody would have stood on their human power, they would have been afraid of Goliath. All the Children of Israel, you couldn't find none of them that would go out and fight Goliath. Here comes this little lad in a sense of speaking. Facing this great big giant. And that's what we're facing right now. This epidemic ain't nothing but a giant. Now, are we going to just tuck her down, amen? And, and and won't trust the Lord, or are we going to face in this giant with the power of Jesus? Yet he ran to engage the giant warrior because his faith in God was greater than his fear of Goliath. Little David's faith in God was greater than the fear of Goliath. He wasn't looking how big Goliath was, but he was looking at the power of the Lord. God gave me power to kill a lion, kill a bear. Oh, what are you looking at tonight? What are you looking at tonight? Are you fearing because, amen, so many is dying? Are you just, it, it just got you afraid tonight? You ought to look death in the face and say, we still are overcomer. Oh, hallelujah. Due to the un- due to the distress condition created by the famous, Ahab and Obadiah the principal servant of the governor or Ahab house, was searching for the proverb to sustain or to remain the livestock. All the livestock was in jeopardy. The livelihood was crucial. There was no rain. The grass had got dry. 
and live without searching for somewhere, amen, that their livestock could graze. As they such, Elijah appeared before Obadiah, which was the governor. Obadiah fell on his face before Elijah, the man of God. Obadiah responded. He revealed the level of respect he had for Elijah as a man of God, the governor of, uh, of uh, 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 amen. Uh, he, he, he had respect for the man of God. When you live right, when you live in right, let me tell you, the world going to have some respect for you. Even they may call you out of your name, but if you live right, they're going to have some respect for you. In Matthew Henry commentator, he suggested one may guess how people stand affected to God by observing how they stand affected to his people and ministry. We should not regard how God views us as Christians. Elijah did not command respect from Obadiah. Obadiah volunteered it. You see, amen. Elijah didn't bow down to Obadiah. Obadiah, amen, respected amen Elijah because he was a man of God. You ought to have some respect in you, your life because you are a woman of God. You are a man of God. There ought to be some respect, amen, from the, even from the world. If you live it right, they're going to give you some respect. And that was the governor of Israel. We should live our faith. Should start, should stir the heart of those with whom we come into contact with. When we come into contact with somebody, amen, our faith ought to stir their heart. Our faith ought not be so dry. It don't move people or motivate them in any kind of way. When I so when you say that you are a Christian, your faith ought to do something to somebody. Elijah ordered Obadiah to tell King Ahab, Elijah is here. Amen. Do somebody tell, amen, people, amen, that you know, as you say that you are a Christian and you promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ, do they say that you are here? Overnight, amen, he was reluctant to carry out this message because he feared Elijah would disappoint before he would return with Ahab, making the king angry. Fear for his life. Obadiah feared for his life that uh, Elijah was going to disappoint him. But amen, a prophet, a man of God, when they say something, if it's true, you don't have to worry about it. It's going to come to pass. Now, if you're a lying prophet, it ain't going to come to pass. But if you're a true prophet, God, amen, it's going to come to pass. Obadiah, amen, appeared to Elijah reminding him how he had served, saved the lives of 100 of the Lord's prophets by hiding them in a cave. When Jezebel started to kill them, here comes Jezebel again. Here comes the spirit of a satanic power again. Here comes this enticing spirit again. She wanted to get rid of God's people. But Obadiah had hid a hundred of them in caves. So Elijah gave Obadiah his word that he would not depart until he had seen King Ahab. I'm not going to let you down. My word is good. It's good to be a man of God, amen, that you can stand behind your word. Your word is your bond. 
Don't give your word if you can't stand behind it. Upon their meeting, Ahab accused Elijah of being the source of Israel's trouble by bringing payments upon the land. Uh, now, amen. I don't know about you, amen, but the devil is always trying to accuse the Christian by doing something either cause trouble in the land. The devil is our accuser. So the spirit of the devil was in Ahab trying to accuse Elijah. The source of the trouble, amen, was actually Ahab and Jezebel. They the one who was keeping up the trouble. And their rejection of God. They slay the slain of his servants and their establishment of Baal worshippers in Samaritan. They wanted Baal worshippers. They wanted Israel to come and worship Baal. This is what the meeting was about. Gather all my comrades together. The famous amen was God's judgment of the sins of Ahab, Jezebel, and those who followed them into idolatry. The famous, the amen, the, the disease upon the land today. This is part of God's judgment for sin. You got God's people up on earth, and you got the devil people up on earth. Many people like Ahab were quick to point, accuse a finger at others, attempting to shift the blame for their own problem. People don't never want to really acknowledge their own problem. They always want to shift the blame on somebody else when they know things are going on wrong. They cannot or will not acknowledge their own sin. They don't want to let the let they don't want to stand in the in the front of the line and say it was me. They're always gonna try, try to say it's somebody else. Sadly, we often make we often are so blind by our own sin, lust of pleasure, that we cannot see uh Omit the truth. We're so blind by what we've done. Until, amen, we can't see the mistake that we're making. Because we want everybody else to be wrong. We are blinded by our own sin and our own lust. And the pleasure that we cannot see or omit the truth. They say, what's wrong with the world today? They don't want to admit the truth. Delivering from sin began with repentance. Delivering from sin began, amen. Delivering from sin, amen, uh, uh, it, it began with repentance. If you want, amen, the Lord is to forgive you for your sin. The first thing you've got to do is start repenting. Repenting. Repent and let you know that you're done wrong. And then you've got to acknowledge that you are done wrong. Lord, I am done wrong. And I know I'm wrong. Then you got to confess to the Lord that you know you are a sinner. You know you're done wrong. And turn away from one sin and turn away. If you want help. If you want God to help you, you've got to acknowledge that you are wrong. You've got to acknowledge, amen, that you are a sinner, and you've got to confess it and turn away from your sin. Self-righteous people don't want to do that. We, like Ahab, may find a sense of comfort or justification in blaming others. For our plague, 
But we really have no one to blame but ourselves and our own depravity of sinful nature. The way of the transgressor is hard. Proverbs 13 and 15. The way of a transgressor, you transgress against the God's law, is hard. The way to delivering is through repentance. Elijah could have killed Ahab and ended his weak range under which the worship of Baal would flourish. Ahab wanted nothing a man is to do but have a man idolatry is to be worshipped. Elijah could have killed him. But however, Ahab was a person was not the main source. Ahab and Jezebel was only tools in the hands of another power. And do you know, the Bible tells us we don't fight against flesh and blood. Ahab and Jezebel, they were just a tool, amen, in the hands of another power. When we see all the wickedness up on the face of the earth, amen, mankind is only a tool in the hands of Satan's power. It is Satan got man, making man do the wicked thing. It was a spiritual battle. And the true enemy was not flesh and blood. It wasn't flesh and blood. Look behind that spirit of flesh and blood. Look behind who running them, who calling them to do the things that they're doing, such as what we are in right now. Look behind who calling us to go through with the thing we're going through with right now. It's not God. It's the devil. The, the devil behind uh, 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 this epidemic, the devil behind many that are speaking, we don't want to acknowledge, we want to, we want to blame the people they make, but it's not the people, it's the spirit of Satan. Ephesians 6 and 12. Therefore, Elijah required, request amen for the contents on Mount Carmel. He revealed how important it is to target the right enemy. You got to target the right enemy. When you pray, amen, pray and make sure you know you praying for the right enemy, not the wrong enemy. The spirit, amen, that motivate and manipulated people, misleading and blinding them, is not the people themselves, spirit of the devil. That is motivating and blinding people and manipulating people. That's the spirit of the devil. He was the most cunning thing that God, amen, made in the field. The meeting between Ahab and Elijah concluded with Ahab requesting that Ahab gather all Israel. Israel was a type of the church. Bring the church together. All Israel and unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the grove, 400, which ate at Jezebel's table. And make 800... And 50 prophets, false prophets, amen, that they had against one man. If God is for us, who can be against us? If the Lord is for you tonight, all you have to do is have faith in Jesus. You don't need no big audience. You don't need, amen, a crowd of people behind you to support you. All you need is Jesus. The contents of the meeting, amen, on my combo, amen, was designed to give a dead blow to idolatry in Israel. Idolatry was killing the church. 
God seen, amen, that it was destroying the church. He sent a man, amen, is to stand for him and call his people back to his side. Idolatry is killing the church today. The purpose, amen, of the meeting were twofold, to draw the people of Israel to a place of decision. Amen. It's time to make a decision, church. A place of decision by reviving the true God, whom shall, whom they shall serve, to end their vocarious loyalty. You can't be loyal to both. You can't serve God in manner. You can't serve the world and then serve God. You've got to be loyal to one or the other. Once the people had gathered, amen, at Mount Carmel, Elijah questioned them. He said, how long hope you between two opinions? And I will say to America tonight and to the world, how long, how long, how long are you going to hope between two opinions tonight? How long are you going to try to serve both masters? How long are you going to try to hold on to the pleasure of this world and then call on the name of Jesus sometime? How long? How long? Are you going to halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God and he is God, follow him. But if Baal then follow him, amen, make up your mind. Come out of the valley of decision. The man is in a valley of decision. He don't know what way he want to go. Don't know what way he want to serve and who he want to serve. Whether I want to serve Jesus or serve the world. Make up your mind. It's time for you to make up in your mind which one you're going to choose tonight. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. They worship God to worship God to please him, and yet they worship Baal to please him. Now, amen. Who are you going to serve? You going to serve God or you going to serve Baal? Jezebel noted the contents of the people's, amen, wish to unite the worship of Yahweh with that of Baal. Amen. Jezebel wanted them to unite. Worship Yahweh and we will worship Baal. Let's do this, bring this down to uh, an agreement. We'll worship idol and then we will worship your God. It don't work that way. It was obviously to Elijah that Israel was compromising of worshiping at Baal's altar when Jezebel was not bringing Jezebel, a Canaanite woman, into the true worshiping Israel. She was a Canaanite woman. She was a woman that believed in idolatry, having more than one God. There is America. We are in a land, amen, People that is confessing Jesus believe in more than one God. Flee from idolatry. Get idolatry from among you. Be a man, a woman of faith tonight. Put your trust in Jesus. And I will tell you, amen, this epidemic that we are going through with, God can toll it up, but we got to put our faith in Jesus. Dr. More than I say, amen. I am not completed with this lesson. But at one day I will get back on it, praise the Lord, and bring it to your remember. Because the God that we serve, he will answer by fire. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you guys all for listening tonight to Dr. Moore. We were on the edge of our We appreciate him for coming on tonight. As you are around on Sunday morning at 1130 a.m. California time, we will be on virtual Facebook church. That is Blessing by Grace Radio on Facebook.com. Look up the page. If you are available, join into the church. We'll be back next week if we don't hear from you on Sunday. 
God bless. Bye-bye. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.